Well, lads, welcome to another episode of the Network Podcast, where your network is your net worth. I am your host, Baraka, and I would like to welcome you to season three of the podcast. And I am joined by my co-hosts and a special guest. So introduce. All right, guys. I think you guys remember me from the previous seasons. I am the one and only your favorite host, as always. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, well, I'll skip Frank. I'll let you know that it's Chris, and welcome to another season. All right, all right. My name's Derek, and I'm new here. Welcome to the new season. That is sweet. Mr. Look, you want to introduce yourself? Okay, I was waiting for Chris, but maybe his mic's not working. My name's Luke Greenheart. I'm a YouTube creator, podcaster, and I share life and life experiences. And I'm a listener. Let's go. I, awesome. Yeah. Hello, my name is Franklin. Uh, and I'll be the one that'll be uh, yeah, running this today's to today's podcast. Um, uh, it's gonna be awesome. I'm excited about this. So the thing that I want to talk about is all about whoever has a mic, it's all about obsession. Um so I was on a break, right? I was on a break for two for two weeks. Um, no work, no nothing, just chilling, you know, met some people, danced with some people, and it was fun, enjoyed myself. But the conversation I started having was there was this trend of people just being super obsessive towards one another, right, in terms of females being obsessed with male um, or vice versa. Um, and I was like, man, don't people know that, like, from an outskirt point of view, I was like, People are just wasting so much time on somebody, being super obsessive to somebody, and they don't realize that they're wasting their time. Like, am I the one, like, am, am I going crazy, or am I the only one that's seeing this, that this obsession that people have towards each other, this thing of, like, I need you in my life. If I don't need you, you are everything to me. Um, is that deadly? Is that messy? Is that not healthy? Maybe it's healthy, I don't know. And that's the conversation that we want to start off with. That's the conversation that I want to start off with today. So what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on obsession? Um, good, bad, ugly? Have you guys been obsessed with somebody that you guys couldn't let go of? And how did you guys overcome that? Let's start there. Over to you guys. Again. <laughs> <laughs> As if me of all people. My guy. <laughs> um, you know, since I'm a nice person, I think Luke, you should go first since you're the guest today. Yeah, I should go Luke. <laughs> okay, well I'm gonna take it I'm gonna take it deep then and make you guys a little uncomfortable, maybe. Or yeah? let's do it, fam. Let's so I'm gonna it. go with like obsession to me is a low state. It's not a productive state of being. But everything has polarization. Mm-hmm. So the opposite to me is like passion. So if someone's in a good state, they're super passionate and we love it. If someone's in obsession, you know, we, we notice it and we don't like it and it's not constructive. But I would take self-obsession straight back to what I see as something that was an issue for me. And I see an issue with a lot of males and females. But masturbation. Mm. Yeah, so I'd say a lot of people mm. masturbate. That's... 
obsessively to get there to get through life and do you guys have a problem with masturbation personally Word. no no mm. nah nah don't that's a no from me also yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a no man <laughs> right, so, so, so everyone said no yeah now i'll take it to like another obsession like an alcoholic yeah? and they'll say oh, I'm, i'm not an alcoholic do you drink <laughs> a glass every day uh, i feel like someone's a a... look you binge <laughs> yeah look who sent you who sent me man of <laughs> you are on a mission today eh? <laughs> uh Now speak the truth, bro. Let's go. Now let's, let's do this. Uh, what do you feel? Is it healthy? To, is it obsessive to do it once a day? Is that healthy? Five times a day, once a week, never. Then we're really asking the question: What is the definition of obsession? Um, so for me, I I think obsession is not really. I mean, it it, it varies if it affects your like day to day life or your. Like um, like what Luke said, productivity. Then that's when it becomes bad. But if you can do it and it doesn't affect with your personal life or like your relationships with other people, work-wise, job, like career-wise, and all that, then it's perfectly fine. Interesting. But in that case, then. Yeah. So. Is it fine to be obsessive, or is is obsession a healthy thing? Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say it's healthy, but why? Because I, I, I don't know. Because just like just like what Luke said, um, he gave the example of must, masturbation. Mm. If you can't function without masturbating, then that's that's a problem, you know. Same as an like if you're an alcoholic, you know, because I personally I know people who wake up in the morning and then they have to drink just to go on about their days. Like it's really that bad. But once again, like I said, if you deem yourself as an alcoholic, but you can control it and it doesn't affect your day to day life, then. For me, I think there's no problem with that. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with what Derek said, and I think sometimes we don't know if we're obsessed with something because we never take enough time to have a break from it. So I think mm-hmm. if you think you're obsessed with, like, let's say, just drinking coffee every day, you know, you just think I'm going to take a week off coffee and see how uncomfortable it is. If without it, you can't get your normal day-to-day done. Have you become dependent on it, and then that's prioritized in your life, and then right. that becomes an obsession. You know, it distracts from everything else because that has to be met. Does that make sense? Yeah. So would you say that? Sure. Yeah. Let's, let's go. No. So what, what, what would you say is your guys, everyone go through, what's their current obsession if they had one? Uh, for me, for me right now, I'd say uh, <laughs> alcohol. That's why I told you, Luke, who <laughs> sent you? <laughs> <laughs> the lord the lord sent him <laughs> yes someone sent him but yeah, yeah yeah oh another another thing to say is um i'm a recovering nicotine addict mm-hmm. i've been clean for how many months now has it been shuku uh three months ah. thanks Woo! to me thanks to let's me go. let's go uh-huh. 
thanks, humble. thanks yeah, to congratulations. Me. Yeah, I'm still working on that, but I don't, I don't think I'm I'm quite ready to quit the alcohol because it hasn't gotten to that point where it's like, uh, you know, it's affecting my day to day life. Yeah. Could I ask a question, Derek? Um, yeah. What's in terms of I guess that obsession of alcohol, right? I'm, I'm not on that. Like that's not my obsession, but for the people that don't. Can't relate yeah. to you. Can you give us a synopsis of what made you so, I guess, dependent or so obsessed with it? Was it like a party? It's or... not. Nah, I wouldn't say that. I just the culture. Uh, I'd say the the culture I was brought up in, and you know, there's it's mostly like a partying scene. And if you're not partying, then you go out. Um, you you go out for dinner or lunch or something, and then you just have a beer with it or whiskey, you know, and then just progress like that up to a point where I have to like, like, it's not like I have to, but I just drink a beer or two, like every single day. Sometimes I skip a day or two, but yeah, most of the time I'm like, yeah, drinking, you know, but it hasn't gotten to that point where it's affecting my, my life. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you can but see st- it as a, but yeah, but I, st- I still see it as an obsession. Of course, right. Yeah. yeah. Right now, I'd say um, playing uh, video games, especially since I've gotten into um, quarantining, it's, um, it's all I've been doing, like a lot more than I usually do. Mm. Yeah. Because obviously when you have COVID, you're weak, you can't really exercise much. And um, it's either your phone or you watch a movie or video games. And I choose video games instead. I don't know. For some reason, I feel like I'm stimulating my brain. Mm. Braka, you go, sir. Yeah, it looks like Baraka left the chat. <laughs> I, I, I don't think Baraka is with uh, us. I think we, oh, should, we should move on. <laughs> uh, no, oh, no I, think, I think for me... Um, Look, man, bro, I was like, what the? That's crazy because I was thinking the same thing about the masturbation and, 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 and that side of things. Man. I think for me, my obsession has been the, 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 the pornography. I'm not going to cap, you know, like being in quarantine, being at home by yourself. You have certain dependencies and obsessions. And I think for me, it's, 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 the, it's the porn. Um, and it's crazy, hey, because similar to what Derek was saying, it's like, oh, you know, you're just chilling and all of a sudden, kaboom, you're like, oh, now I just watch this. It's okay. I'll get a release of some sort. Um, that's, that's for me right now. That's my obsession and I'm working on that. Um, and it's pretty awesome seeing how I've progressed through that um, spectrum of my obsession. But the thing is now I want to go deeper. Because we're already here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go, Franklin, let me just ask everybody a mm. question. Who here has been in a, a long-term relationship and they've lived with their partner? <laughs> Anyone? I can say uh, that. I've been, I've been in a long-term relationship, but I've never lived with them. I've gone on holiday with them, never lived with them. Okay. What about you, Luke? Yeah, so I've... <laughs> I've been uh, in two long-term relationships, one was 10 years, one was, is currently about eight years, and I live with both of them, and I've God been married, damn. I'm divorced. Hey, 
Wow. Wait, look. If you don't mind me asking, how, how old are you? Think? You can only see a little picture of my voice. Uh, I'd, I'd say 30, 30, 30 something, 32, 33. I'm, I'm, I'm going to 36. I'm 35 in two days. Oh, Jesus. Oh, wow. Ten, Happy birthday. So Ten year relationship and eight year relationships. Man. Yeah, yeah, committed. My guy. Committed guy. Have, have you been dating since preschool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, because the, the reason I'm saying that is because. For me that's 18 years. Yeah, because you said 10 years and 8 years. That's that's. Yes, yeah, so I was bro. I was with someone from 15 to 25. Bruh. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Lord have mercy hold on, hold on. Jesus. Is that, is that how they do it in, uh, in the UK? <laughs> bro, that's, that's whack. That's not how they do that's it in crazy. the UK. <laughs> I was the odd one. That's how Luke does it. That's, why, that's how Luke does it. Yeah. Oh my god! Ah, but look, do you do you like it? Do I like it? Yeah, being in relationships and all that. I better like it. I've been doing it for a long time, so I love it. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think I'm the odd one out here. I've, I've never heard. Of, I've never had a girlfriend. I've never uh, been. You know. Never gone on a date. Wait, Derek. Wait, is this Derek? Yeah. Derek, why? Oh, yeah. what, what? Derek, tell us why. Why haven't you, <laughs> guys? I just want to ask my question. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's not... ask the question. My question was: I, I think it's mainly for me and Luke. H- have you mm. gone away from your partner for like I don't know a number of months or weeks? Uh, in, in the time, like there's been elements of like periods of separation, but. My first one, because we were young when we got together, we were still in school, college. You know, we lived with our parents. We didn't move in until we was in our early 20s. So we had lots of time apart. And then it was when we worked, really, we was apart. My current relationship, we're together nearly 24 hours a day, every day for the last, like, four years. Wow. We're like cellmates. So do 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 you find it difficult when you go away like in terms of sex, can you manage for the time you're away? See, it's, it's different in different times of my life. When I was younger, like I said, there's an obsession. <laughs> yeah, pornography, just doing it, masturbation, all the sexual energy is like, feels so good. It becomes an obsession. And then, yeah, but it was so easy to find some pornography when someone's away. And I thought masturbation was okay. So anytime she was away, I could just, you know, knock one out. And that would be the way you just do in life. Do you think that the 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 master of the bait, let's just say that, um, is somewhat appropriate? Like do you think it's it's a good thing for Jews to do that? You the way you put it maybe just straight away, is is the master gonna take the bait? Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna grab that wiggly little worm, yeah. It's like <laughs> tempting you all the time. <laughs> but are you the master? Jesus, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Are you the manager of your life and you're just trying to keep it in order, or are you the CEO of mm. your life and you are in control? Right. And to me, masturbation at first was attempt to just not take the bait. It was a self-challenge. I was like, I do this a lot. Right. When I came out of the relationship, it, you know, it's like, okay, you got this, but it's, it became not the same. Yeah, I missed the sex. 
And I was like, the masturbation's not the same. <laughs> and then it's like become a self-challenge. Like, do you know what? This feels like I can stop this. And even when I was young, I questioned it. I thought, is this normal? You know, is this what yeah. I think you grow out of this when you when I was like 13, 15, I think, oh, every adult, once they get to about 30, they probably just naturally stop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be easy, yeah, So the reason why I was asking you is because I'm actually the opposite. Once I'm away from my partner, I'm actually, I, I like it. I enjoy it. But because um, I play a lot of soccer and my friend was telling me, um, I was asking him, but I'm feeling this weird feeling where I was like, my whole body was tense. And he said, he said, bro, um, when I was in Spain, all, all I did to get me through that was I had to check one out and then you loosen up and believe it or not, it works because obviously when you're with your partner and you're with them 24 seven, you guys do, you guys do a whole, a lot of sex. So it's like every now and then your body needs to, um, to get rid of that sperm. But is that okay? But here's the thing, though: is that like, a, is that healthy though? Like, like how how is chucking one out? Is is that healthy? Like, I'm still confused on that. Well, I, that's the thing. I don't know. Do you categorize that as a healthy thing or it's it's the, the, the way I see it, right? The way I see it. Look, correct me if I'm wrong. All right, I'm a sort of. It sounds like it's almost become. Do you know how some people can't go or can't function without that morning caffeine? Mm-hmm. Wow. So it almost sounds like not an obsession, coming back to the topic, but it's almost like, oh, I need this so that I can feel better. Without this, I can't feel better. Right? Or oh, I'm not a hundred. Yeah, exactly. So then it's almost like when you become when you're an, an alcoholic, right? Do you then are you are you in the same boat where you're like, yo, I need I need alcohol so that I can feel better. I, I can I can, you know, quench that that urge, that thirst, whatever it may be, you know. Uh, so then does that mean, you know, from what you're speaking of, Yashuku, then because you're with your partner, right, and it, it becomes part of your normal life, you know, and does that mean, and you need like, you feel like you need to release those hormones or whatever, you know, does that mean then it becomes an obsession where you no longer want to, do it because you like it, but it's becoming. I need to do it so that I am better. Something is it that I am better or that I feel better? So, something along that line. It usually happens. Let's say if I have a, on a game day when I'm extremely, really, really like nervous. If that makes sense, mm. does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so maybe maybe it's it's something along the line you guys are answering the question, right? True. Well, for for me personally, for me personally, I think um going back to the original question, um obsession can be I think Loki like Loki covered this. Uh, and I think I'm so like Loki like seconding you on it. Um <clears throat> obsession can be an amazing thing. Like I can be obsessed with work, have the drive to work hard. But don't become an, um, a workaholic because that takes you from I'm um, being driven to achieve great to being obsessed and to living an unhealthy lifestyle for the sake of achieving whatever you want to achieve. Um, and I think this is where that perfect balance becomes. Um, I want to work out. I want to look good because I'm working out to the point where I want to work out to the point where I'm needing steroids because I want to look, I want to be big, you know? 
And mm. it's that, that, that finding that balance between are you still in control or whatever you whatever is driving you is now driving you or whatever you're working towards is now driving you, you know? Are you not working? That Does that make sense? Yeah, true. Yeah, because yeah, um, I think there's... Okay, I have two points. One, there's healthy obsessions and there's unhealthy obsessions. And then also in that category of healthy obsessions, um, an obsession can become um, unhealthy at some point where you take it too far. That's why you're saying the whole... Um, steroids things you know yeah but, but that's what i think but i think as well like let's just get the fact to you that like if uh let's just get the fact that if people that are taking steroids that might not be an obsession it might be just from a performance enhancing thing um i know that one of my weightlifters that that's that's well, I know a lot of people out there that take steroids and they're not shy about it. They go, yeah, I take steroids and, you know, I do it because I want to get big and this is the only way that I can get big. So they're driven, um, so they're driven to get big and they'll do whatever it takes. So it's not longer, is that still, I'm working because I want to do this or because I'm obsessed to getting big that to the point where I can't wait till the muscle does, the muscle or the body does, does things naturally to the way I want to enhance everything. So is, is, is that still normal or is that not an obsession? Because well, mm. if it was normal, you'd, you'd eat your, I don't know, whatever, your protein, your carbs, whatever you got to eat, you train hard and let your body slowly get big. But because you don't want to wait for the body to do its thing naturally, you're going to skip all that and get to the steroids where it's going to enhance everything super fast. So then is that still normal or is that an obsession? I would, I, I would, I would still, I would have to... Like, not disagree with what you're saying or whatnot. I think that's one point of view, but there's another point of looking at it, especially in the realm of people taking steroids, right? There might be reasons why they take steroids, and there might be, yeah, I want to get bigger, but their motivation might be that, look, I want to lift more weights, and I can't, my body type right now, to get really big, I can't, you know, consume that much food, or my body can't recover that quickly to lift that much, that heavy, and because I just like lifting heavy. I want to see how heavy I could lift with steroids but taken healthily right like taken not taken from um because i think people have a really bad connotation with steroids and you know if you do it wrong you will have really bad side effects but people don't know how to do it right so they get stuff from the black market and stuff or really shady places and just inject them stuff and they don't really question what they're injecting so i feel like there's people out there that i know that they do it that they will say, hey, I do take steroids, but I'm not going to say what I take because I don't want people that are, you know, that are younger, that are following me to follow that, you know, to do what I do because they know how their body reacts to things. Um, so it's like, I see what you're saying, but if you flip it and say, if someone's taking steroids on a regulated way that's healthy, that's consistent intake, and it's helping them gain is although that's an obsession for them to get really big, but it's kind of a healthy obsession. Instead of like, I am using this drug that I have small enough that it doesn't affect me dramatically to be so dependent on it. Like I know that I'm dependent on it to get big, but if I choose not to get big, I'll, I can still get off it. You know what I mean? Like it's, if that makes sense. Yeah. I would. would you I would say, say instant aggressive? 
instant gratification. Well, I would say instant gratification can be can be occurs in a lot of things, right? Instant gratification can occur in what you eat, right? If you're obsessed with food, or if you're if what you you know if instant gratification could be like I just want to you know watch TV right now, but knowing that you know I should clean my room or something like that, right? That's like uh, I'd rather have pleasure now and not wait for it, you know. But I think it might be some instant gratification towards the steroid side um, because they want it quickly. Yeah, like body image wise, yeah. you know, they want to yeah. obtain that image quicker than having to drive yeah. down the path of doing the exercises and all that. See, I, I think when it comes to steroids, we're, we're going into more, is it an addiction or not? And I think it's like anything can become addictive. Anything can become, mm. become obsessive. Um, but yeah, with the steroids, like I personally have worked with many athletes and fitness people and bodybuilders through my life. And uh, I used to film documentaries for them. Mm. So I got to go to all the different gyms and see, mm. see them take their steroids, talk about steroids behind the scenes. Um, and it was different with every single case. I saw people that had taken them getting no results and think that they're going to disappear if they stop. And then people that are taking yeah. them really smartly and like they're just doing it as a tool for their sort of mission. You know, they've got some sort of mission they're on. Then it comes, is, is that person obsessed with their sport that they're in? Is that sport obsessive? Mm. Could be running, bodybuilding, football. Are they so yeah. obsessed that that's but, but, taking priority but, in their life? But, well, that, well, that's the thing, though. Isn't success, well, that's a good question, then, with the sporting realm. Michael Jordan. Goat. G-O-A-T. Goat. We... we What's the word? We put him on a pedestal, and he's and and dude, he should be put up on a pedestal. This guy's a he's a he's a goat, greatest of all time, right? But to get to where he wanted to get, you had to be obsessive so much that it looked like it's unhealthy obsession. Where do we where, where do we go with that? Because we on the other side, we can't say that obsession is bad, and that's true. But then we amplify people that are on you know the best of the best, and to get to where they were they had to get to a level of unhealthy obsession where that everything that they think about, everything that their life revolved was their task that they needed to get done. Yeah, see, I will take it back to what I said at the beginning when I talked about there's a passion and obsession and they look similar, but the feeling is different. Mm. If someone looks obsessed, but you can see the feeling that they're happy, they're compassionate, they serve, serve themselves and their community mm. and they have a balanced life, then we go, they're just passionate and whatever they do is just their unique skill. When we notice they start... What would you define as balance? That they're not making overly destructive uh, environment around them and with inside themselves. So if you can live life without having destroying your community, your relationships, and also yourself, you can keep yourself balanced without dependency on a substance or uh, some activity that you feel in a good feeling. We're always chasing a feeling. So to me, balance is someone that's you know they're not they're feeling in a pleasant state and in that state they're able to be compassionate to themselves and others and if they're not they're out of balance i mean um i i was gonna say what's your take on like somebody destroying their body for example like uh usain usain bolt they used to say that um he used to train like sprint until he vomits every single session and now that doesn't sound good to the body, does it? Yeah, to me that doesn't sound sound good. I only know him as the sprinter, and I've never like looked into his lifestyle. But if we was able to, 
Does he have a balanced family life? Does he have good relationships? Does he is he substance abusing? Like, is there things in his life that are not that don't look right to us? We look at him and be like, oh, it's a shame they've got all this, but they're doing this because we notice that imbalance. You know. So I would say if someone's so do you think do you think do you think a lot of uh, actors then that that wild out is that they're super obsessive, but it's unhealthy that there's not balance that they use other things or other means to kind of level out their hormones, either drugs or drinking or whatever. And then that's when we get cases like OD cases where, you know, all of a sudden, like, for example, Robin Williams, right? Like, the guy was hilarious, made us laugh, but yet on the side, the guy was, like, you know, suffering from substance. But then again, that's that's probably on the flip side. That's probably maybe he wasn't obsessed with anything, but people were obsessed with him so much that they put so much pressure on him to the point where they only escape was to do those things. Go on. What do you mean by his only escape to do those things? Escaping. Like, for example, all right. So, um, like, for everything from paparazzi to his fans to, you know, the pressure of being a celebrity, you know, you got to maintain that that celeb fame or that, that the lifestyle of a celebrity to a degree, right? So, which which means he's been put on a pressure, like a pressure has been put or has been placed on him to be a celebrity, right? And whatever that comes with it. Excuse me. So it, it, it means that, you know, because he's getting so much pressure from people, right, to the point where he he wants to live a normal life, but he can't because everyone is obsessed with him to live a life that's supposed to be this magical kind of life, you know, this celeb life, to the point where mm-hmm. his only escape, right, to, to forget everything that's happening, could be everything, could be anything right. from, you know, could be alcohol, could be drugs, because... When they are in that state of, you know, drunkenness or whatever, they feel nothing but that uh, whatever they, they've, cons- you know, they've taken. Sorry. So essentially what I'm saying is maybe it's not them who are actually obsessed with anything, but the pressure and people around are obsessed with them to the point where they, they only escape is literally to run to the to these things does that make sense yeah yeah that, that makes sense yeah. I see, I and see, i would I say bring in robin williams because yeah. he's someone i do know a little bit about he's someone i've looked at his life and like you said it was sad when he went and everyone's in shock because yeah. they see this joyous man on tv you know but he's suffering mm. depression all his life but he had an alcohol problem from very early in his life you know he started drinking socially mm. and then it become he was always drinking just to get by day to day so he would have had a, an imbalance within him that he's trying to chemically alter to change the way he feels day to day. Mm. Yeah? And that he don't for like 20 years. And then, like you say, they get onto other drugs for other reasons and party. And a lot of people don't know, but the cocaine for, if you're going to act, interacts with the part of your brain that deals with judgment. So if you take cocaine, uh, your, peer, your pressure of how other people perceive you drops. So if you're going to perform now, knowing millions of people are going to watch you, take a bit of cocaine they forget all that judgment so they can act right and that True. it's not so much for the party and the party just comes as extra because now they like it as well and then they don't have to think about all their fans and pressure yeah. and news of course because that makes yeah wow yeah because I've, I've never really delved in the topic like i i know about the you know the way that the dopamine uh, you know how our brain, you know, likes the dopamine uh, hits and stuff because you know studying the whole sense of like pornography and porn and 
how that messes up your mind, right? Um, from that point of view. But I never actually looked into cocaine. That's really interesting. Yeah, so it's that, and he committed suicide after years of depression. Now, this is I share on my YouTube channel my story. My I had depression for a long time. I suffered wow. suicidal issues from yeah. my life. My mum had mental illness, and she's committed mm. suicide multiple times, but managed to get her through them. Wow. And um, but what I found out from my process with my mother is she started becoming severely suicidal to the point she had seven suicide attempts in one year, and she kept taking overdoses of pills. But I was her full-time carer, and I'd talk to her, and I'd be like, she suddenly was changing. And I was looking at the pills that she's on, mm. and she was taking these really strong sleeping pills the doctor gave her. The number one side effect says suicidal thoughts. So I went to the doctor and said, like, could it be these pills? And he said, no, 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 no. And I said, can we just stop them anyway? Yeah. I managed to get the doctor to stop them, and then thoughts just literally disappeared within a couple of months. Now, I know also with Robin Williams, wow. he was heavily medicated on the same antidepressants and sleeping pills. So that tendency to commit suicide sometimes, I think, it's like the ultimate thing we don't want to do. So we have to put something in ourselves that's going to really flow, throw us off balance or have an experience that is. Yeah. Well, then let's talk about balance then. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how do we, people that are obsessive, right, people that are, that are in, a, in, in a place of unhealthy obsession, how do we find that balance? How do we get there to a sense of normalcy? Because I think that's where everybody wants to go, right? Everybody wants to be healthy. No one... No one signs up to life and you know, say, that wakes up and says, you know what, I am going to be unhealthy. I want my body to die. You know, like maybe people do because they have an imbalance, but I would assume people out there would want their body to be better. How do we get there? For me, it's taking the time for most people to be still and witness it because the first stage they're in complete denial of what's actually happening once they sort of try and concentrate on it am i addicted to masturbation they'll go into denial and say no then they'll get angry and defensive on the topic justifying it same as any other addiction if you question someone on it who doesn't want to admit where they are so the first thing i think is to take time to actually witness are you uh, obsessed with something are you addicted with something and pick and choose things in your life that you think you might be and just have a bit of time off them and see do you go through denial do you go through anger do you go through the stages of loss so once we've figured out that hey look I am let's just say for the sense of I am obsessed with something yeah. what's our next step there Derek uh, I think the next step is um, wanting to get help okay. yeah I think that that should be the next step because if you already said okay I, I have this problem do I still want to keep having it or do I actually want to get rid of it? And how do I get rid of it? I need help. Yeah. Derek, mm-hmm. Derek how did you find the balance with um, nicotine? With nicotine. Um, so uh, the first, the first few days it was actually kind of hard. Um, and then after what, a few days, what was hard about it? Cause I don't know. It's cause you know, it's smoking. It's all about the, for me, it was all about just the sensation of it. Like, you know, not the actual nicotine. And then after a few days, I realized, oh, shit, I don't actually need the nicotine. Because I tried the nicotine gums. And uh, yeah, it just, it, it wasn't it. So I think I was actually addicted to the sensation of smoking. And then after a few days, it just died down completely. But, you know, you, you have triggers once in a while. 
you know like you see people smoking you you watch a movie you see people smoking and shit and you're like ah oh, i need a cigarette but then you remember oh no nah, it's not worth it what what made yeah. you decide to stop the i actually i actually don't remember i was like i think the first thing was um uh, cuz i felt it in my body i felt like sort of unhealthy and then my cuz i have seasonal asthma as well that popped up and i was coughing a lot and i was like oh shit i'm actually just going to stop smoking cuz it makes me cough a lot and i was, i also have um seasonal asthma so i was like oh shit let me just try and stop smoking and see what happens and then yeah it just sort of became a journey from then on Wow, that's crazy, man. Like, yeah. Wow. I feel like mm-hmm. maybe, yeah. Like from what I was asking the the uh, the whole the whole squad, Baraka, Shuku, Chris, what are your thoughts on them in terms yeah. of like stopping the obsession? Because I know Luke said, identify it, right? Identify it and accept it and come to terms with it. That hey, look, maybe I am obsessed with this thing, and look yourself in the mirror and be like, yes, this is a problem. I need to face. Derek says, "Ask for help." No, you want else? want to get help. You want don't want ask. To get yes, help. it's okay. want to get help. Want to get better. Okay. You're welcome, sir. You're mm-hmm. welcome. Mm. Mm. From there, then, Braka, Shuku, Chris, what are your thoughts from that? What else do you think that people should? For me, I agree with both Luke and Derek. You know, you have to identify the problems in your life. and be willing to accept you have to essentially <clears throat> accept that you know what yes i have a problem let me start looking for help because no matter how much somebody else can ad- identify a problem within you until you can see it within yourself you will never believe it at that point that could you know essentially turn into like a hate movement where you feel like you know everybody that identifies that problem is just essentially hating on you but when it becomes more than just one person then you got to ask yourself and evaluate like are they really hating or they just you have a problem of not accepting your issues you know so yeah acceptance and finding the right people you know to essentially tell you the truth because i don't know within our society we i don't know we are obsessed with lies people love being lied to you know they can't accept the truth and as much as it hurts it sets you free mm, mm. i think i think i can definitely second what everyone's saying on that i think yeah i think <clears throat> you can't make any changes you know until when you yourself because you you know you, you accept the truth first and then be willing to make the change um because until i i guess it's, it's like you know nothing can be no one can like it, it's that saying that people say you know you can take a horse to the water but you can't make the you know can't make the horse drink or, or however it goes yeah it's essentially the same like you know unless un- <laughs> you probably butchered that saying bro i know that was so bad Chris, yeah. that was so bad hey, shut up shuku he was trying to get point across did you get it though did you no, get it no i didn't no i didn't okay. i didn't that's what i thought nah, i know <laughs> what you was trying to say it's like you no, know I, no, no i get i get what you're saying no, the metaphor no. you know <laughs> It's my brother, like, my brother, speak. It's okay. Speak your speak. 
Yeah, it's okay, Chris. I believe you, man. Thank you. You can take a horse to the water, but you cannot make a horse drink. How about is that better? That's better. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's you cannot take it back. You cannot take it back. Shut up, bro. Shut up. (laughs) Now, look. Essentially, it's it's the same thing, you know. Unless unless you unless unless you've identified the problem yourself and actually accepted and willing to change, no matter what. It's not going anywhere. So I think what everyone has been saying has been spot on on it. And I'm just going to second, third, everything they've said. Nah, you're you're definitely not wrong, man. Um, I sort of experienced a similar similar experience when I was trying to to do rehab for my my ankle. And um, it's like I would go to, to the physio and do everything. But for some reason, I felt it wasn't enough. So... I would question myself, you know, should I just, should I just wait until my next session or actually push myself and um, do some extras by myself? And eventually I'll do some extras, you know, I'll do it, I don't know, five days straight. And then I would give up for like a week and then go back at it. Why did you give up? Because I want to, I don't know. I don't know what happens. I get in a routine and then I, as soon as like, I'm so exhausted from all the fitness that I'm doing. I just say, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. And then that day comes, yeah, the day after, you know, two days rest is important. And then after that, I don't know, something clicks and then I go back at it again. Yeah, it's 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 a terrible habit mm. I have. It's a terrible habit. I want to ask Luke a question though. Yeah, go ahead. Like, what's your take on the obsession versus compulsions? Maybe an obsession, just thinking about this quickly, is like you're a little bit more consciously aware that you're making a decision and you're choosing it. Whereas if you're compulsive, you know, the thought's not even there. It's sort of just an instinct. The person's not consciously aware of their, their choices. So like OCD, you know? people that have yeah so lots of them won't they won't be and i've met people with extreme ocd in my life and some of them you can tell that they don't they're not they're not present they're not there you know they're not in a reality the same as you are in that moment and they're like it's like they're in a trance and they'll be clicking a light switch six times before they leave a room then they walk out and turn around and go back and do it again and they have these like crazy obsessions but compulsions like you say they're not conscious Whereas you can see someone who's obsessed, they have moments where they contemplate the decisions they make. And I think just having them small moments shows that it's more of an obsession than a compulsion. Both, I think, can change, but both are going to be deconstructive to your balance. I agree. And I want to just second what Derek said. I I love that he changed the word uh, when you said it, but he said you want help, not ask Mm. for help. Because that help doesn't have to always be external, just like if I'm pronouncing it right, Suku, am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the one. It's Shuku. Yeah. Shuku. It's Shuku. Shuku. Shuku is better. Shuku. Shuku is better. Don't listen to those more. So, Shuku, Suku. Shuku. Yeah, so what Shuku, Suku said um, yeah, Shuku. about saying like his rehab and wanting to. You know, he he took time. He realized he asked for help, and that was the physio. 
but then he wanted help he started actually doing it himself as well realizing that he has he's like i say the ceo he's in charge he can choose and not choose how much effort to put into himself and his life so is that is that changing the, your mindset in terms of like hey although i feel like i am the victim I'm going to change my mindset to take priority and take the CEO that I can change. I can become better. I can take ownership of my life. Yeah, I think you've got, yeah, realizing that you're empowered, you're, you're, you're a grown being and independent. Whereas if you're the manager, you're always putting that CEO position into someone else, whether it's your parents, your partner, the doctor, you always give them more authority and control over the outcome, but then you don't have to blame yourself for any mistakes. And ultimately it comes to a fear of expectations. So we'll quit doing something that's good for ourselves because we're so concerned with the end result that doing this is going to get me what I want. That's the only reason we're doing it. Then we fear I've never got everything I wanted in the past. It's not worth the effort. So I would say ultimately the problem for most people is a fear of expectations and they're controlled and conditioned to live in expectation. You do, your, you do your job because of your pay. You do your goal because you'll get what you want later. And you'll live in the future. And do, you know, do, you know, do you know, do you know, say, do you know, um, to second what everyone is saying, it's crazy because I just remembered uh, from what Shugu just said about a time when I was obsessed with education, right? And uh, to the point where I even forgot what the help that I need to get. So long story short, right? When I was just, when I just left the hospital, uh, whoa, okay. <laughs> um, when I just left the hospital, right? I was so dedicated to going back to uni and be a paramedic. Because that was my goal. I'll go back to uni, study, study, study. So it doesn't matter what I've just gone through. I was obsessed with going back to uni and becoming a paramedic. And the fact that I, I had just left you know, five months to be in a hospital with a brain injury. And then a few months later, I was like, I am sweet to go back to uni. So I decided to go back to uni. I did terrible. Because I couldn't remember anything from brain injury. But I was obsessed with wanting to be a paramedic that nothing ever, like my teacher set me aside and then he was like, bro, you need to chill. Go back and get the help that you need so that you can get better. And it wasn't until when I was like, yeah, I do need the help. I can't be a paramedic if I don't get the help. And, to when, and it wasn't until when I decided to stop uni and I should get the help that I realized that, yo, I needed three years of rehab to get back to what I was. Whereas me, I was like, I did like a month or two and I'm sweet. And I think 100% of what everyone's talking about, obsession is terrible. And I think accepting it and deciding to move forward or accepting to get the help that we need is what changes you from you know getting you from the obsession line to i'm okay so would you say that okay i want to get this right then so would you say that mm-hmm. obsession and i think looks at this as well, obsession and, and and passion right two different things they look very similar obsession mm. is not is not healthy but passion though having strong passion towards something that makes you look like you're super obsessive is healthy or is a is a is, is healthy obsession passion right from an equation if you say healthy obsession equals passion is that correct yes yeah yes. yeah i would i would have to say no <laughs> yeah, yeah let's like go. obsession let's... Make, i don't know like the, the word obsession is <clears throat> like linked to i don't know bad things 
you cannot be yeah exactly obsessed. you cannot be healthy yeah. obsessed you can be yeah healthily obsessed and this is all so it's it the, the word is only uh, say a negative state it's only a deconstructive state it's not you can't be any form of construction in a obsessive state or actions but in a passionate state and i take it to the example say say you had a daughter uh, yeah and she works mm-hmm. rescuing children uh, that are starving and she's the amazing at it yeah so like she's saving children every single day she even makes loads and loads of money yeah? and she's she's doing this all the time yeah and if she was happy and she looked fairly healthy in terms of shape color of the eyes expression smiles laughs we would go this is beautiful this is a passion it's her passion if she was doing all the exact same things but she's tired all the time she's having mood swings she's getting angry she might have an occasional drink just to calm herself down but what she's doing is really nice and constructive you would be like i think you yeah. need to step back because you're obsessed with what you're doing but you're falling apart you won't be able to keep doing this you've lost your passion for yourself mm. but you're just externally distracted that can the question all right so look look let me ask you a question do you believe in healthy obsessions no. I think you said no. I believe they are a thing that no. exists in people's mindset, but they're in a state of denial and ex- they're accepting the mm-hmm. obsession and wiring it in in their own mind to say it's healthy, therefore I can do it. They're making self-justifications. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so second, well, so to me, said, I feel like it's, uh, I don't know, they're giving themselves a pat on the back while doing mm-hmm. bad things. Yeah, and use it like saying healthy obsession that's is not, like saying oh that's not, not exactly. that's dry wet. It's like what? Oh, it's dry wet. Yeah, it, well, that doesn't make any sense. The two words can't go together. No, wait, sorry, can't. All right, Derek, you, I think you had something. All right, look, let me let me give you this example. Let's say you're, um, let's say runner. Yeah. Yeah. What I would deem as a healthy obsession is you running like every like let's say twice a day. You know, twice a day, every other day, you're running. That's a healthy yeah. obsession. That's a healthy what activity. I would class- yes, what I would classify as a passion is maybe, you know, you let's say you want to be a 800-meter runner or something like that. You don't necessarily, necessarily train like every single day. Like you train like two or three times a week, but you still have the passion. Like you still want to become a runner. I'd say that's a passion. But when you're... Like you put your mind to it, like I have to run twice a day, every other single day. It's not affecting your life. You might wake up early in the morning, go for a run, and then come back after work, go for another run. That's a healthy obsession. Derek, Derek, let me ask you this question on that then. Well, then, yeah. if that's the case, right? Why are you running to run two mm-hmm. times a day? Why are you running? So can I can I jump in for a second? Because I, I think I get his point. Yeah, I, 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 did too, I did too. Because because I'm trying, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get to the point where it's like there, there's for me what I'm getting at is like there's there's dedication to become great. Michael Jordan, go back to Michael Jordan. All right, he trained a lot. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. he trained a lot, and that was because he was dedicated to become the greatest. So he was. I don't think he was obsessed, but he was dedicated to do well. Okay, that for me, I'd say Michael Jordan. Now him, for him, it was more of a passion. But for Kobe Bryant, he was 
Obsession. Helpfully obsessed. Obsession. Obsession. Yes, because the guy used to, he used to wake up at 4 a.m. every other day and train up until 7 or 8 or something like that. For him, Is it was a healthy him? obsession. With Jordan, with Jordan, that was a passion because he didn't train as much as Kobe did. Michael Jordan only trained like, I'd say like, uh, not that much. But he was still good. He was still putting in the effort, more effort than most people would put in. That was a passion. But for Kobe, Kobe was more of an obsession. See, I think I've, I've heard stories like Michael Jordan, didn't he? He would spend like every day a minimum, he has to say, shoot this many hoops from this distance, like literally hitting until he does a thousand. He won't leave the gym. See, I've heard that he oh, had really strict goals and set mindset on his volume of actual training that he did. Which is what comes what comes about when I'm talking about. It's like, is it an obsession or is he dedicated to do what needs to get done? Is it yeah, discipline to get it, it so, done? So it's not so much of a exception. Yeah. Yeah, what he said about the runner. So someone that's going running twice a day. Now again, we're yeah. trying to put ourselves in someone else and we've all got this different story in our mind yeah. of what we're seeing in this person. And it might be reflections of ourselves we're putting in there as well. But if they're yeah. running twice a day, to me it would be again, we go back to measure. Can we measure mm-hmm objectively their balance if something happened in that day where his girlfriend come and said oh come to me now i need a lift to the shops but he's just about to go running can he balance that situation does he get angry do you know is it does it yeah. make his relationships become more disharmony sure. or is he able to adapt and even say no like mm-hmm. this is my i need to run because he has a reason that makes sense and she understands and she's like oh, i can wait yeah. till later then but they do it without breaking any without falling off you know no but the oh. balance stays there Whereas if someone gets really angry yeah. and they're still thinking about it and they bring it up the next day and goes, I can't believe you nearly ru- ruined my run yesterday. Mm-hmm. Don't ever do that again. Yeah, that, that's when I say, that's when I say, it, um, when it comes to that point, it becomes an, an unhealthy obsession. So, so, but as, as long as, it, yeah. Why would yeah, you say, I would just say my... obsession is, it already has the word in brackets next to it of unhealthy at all moments. So it's just obsession mm-hmm. is unhealthy. So why would you say my one currently? Um, I'm quarantining and I have COVID. So you guys know the symptoms. And I want to exercise to stay fit. But my mm-hmm. body is weak, right? And you can't. But the other day I gave it a go. And it was painful. But afterwards, I've never felt better since I've been in quarantine. So I think even if you're sick of any illness, if you can move a little bit, your body needs movement every day. You know, like if someone's in a coma and they lay in a bed, the doctors have sure. to keep turning them because otherwise their body starts to rot. So we need to move to make sure our body is flowing and blood flows so you heal from whatever your sickness is. So a little bit of movement. Mm-hmm. If you're pushing it really hard, you know, you train for an hour, you're sweating, you're really out of breath. That's putting a lot of demand on the system to recover from that. It's not going to prioritize yeah. recovering now for the sickness and you might be recovering for a lot longer than normal. Definitely an unhealthy obsession. Okay, Shuku, for you right now, I wouldn't say yours is an obsession. I would say it becomes an obsession when you you, st- you when you have COVID and you have like your training every other day. But you see, like as you just said, after you train, you feel good, right? What would yeah. become an unhealthy obsession is you pushing yourself to the point where like your your body can't handle it 
you know well that's the point that's that's the thing when i when i was that's that's the point where i pushed myself when i was um when i was doing a bike exercise but no nah, but you see no nah, you, you see your your body is different our bodies are different you, our bodies can handle extreme like you know extreme shit like you just don't know the limits but when you push up to the limit and then you know like let's say you run until you collapse you see that that's when the obsession becomes unhealthy like you literally push yourself to a yeah if you turned around and told us you didn't feel good afterwards and you kept doing it and you're going and I feel so yeah. terrible afterwards and you kept yeah. doing it and you feel so terrible afterwards you're like take a break and you're like no i can never take a break leave me alone you know we're big oh, man i think you're obsessed well, well what about what about david yeah. goggins have you guys heard of david goggins no no who's that no 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 idea no really my god you guys have been living under the rock anyway um, uh okay <laughs> <laughs> um david goggins is probably the toughest i would say one of the toughest men on earth because of the amount of uh the amount of stuff that he's gone Ooh. through and is is he that guy that challenges himself yeah that pushes himself oh, guy, is that a bad guy. thing i know people have said that's really bad but i'm like from his point of view is like that's the way that he functions that's the way that he is like nah that, Chris, that, that's Chris, very unhealthy when you say when you say pushes himself what are you talking about like he does extreme things bro extreme things I see that right there and then you're putting yourself in danger. But but then but then again, let, let me ask you guys a question. You know, doctors, nurses, physios and everything, you know, they tell you a limit on the things mm. that you can do, but you know your body and if you know you can push past that limit, then you're flawless. Right? Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Our body, our body was not designed to mm. Let's say to do 10, 15, 42 kilometers. We were not designed to do that. But uh, no, but yet we still do it. <laughs> my my but, but yet, no, but that, yet yeah. we still do it. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh-huh. Isn't but, that but say, Shuku, No, no, but Shuku, yeah? it, that, that comes with training. You don't just get up one day and go for 45 no, kilometers yeah. around because no, you'll probably no, but, crush a 30. <laughs> but the guy has trained himself to be doing these extreme things. <laughs> He has he trained. He's trained his body, so he cannot. I don't see it as unhealthy. But then isn't that but, going to be sorry. very bad for him if he can't do that? Since now what, his body is used to doing those extreme. Like, what was the guy you mentioned who does uh, extreme? I think. Oh, D- David Goggins. Let me see if I could put it up on the on the chat so you can have a Google. Uh, yeah. So he does extreme. Uh, see, I know nothing of him or what like extreme activities he does. You know, because there could be extreme activities like eating contests, you know, and you're trying to stuff in the most possible food possible. Or like, it could be skydiving, or it could be. No, no, no. This guy, well, this guy, this, this guy, it's, he's, he's so. It's bad. mostly running. No backstory. Gene. Backstory of him. He's a, he's a ex seal. I think I don't know. It's an ex seal. I think it's a. Is it Navy? Navy? Yeah, seal, seal. Yeah, but then again, okay, so a seal. You're you're trained. Okay. The whole body is, was trained from day one to do extreme things. I yeah, don't know if you guys have seen uh, what's the, what what's the movie he, he um not right. extreme. Yeah, cuz 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 from from day one in the military you were trained on that to the point you got still or navy you're trained on that that's just your norm. So for us it may seem like, like oh my god but for him it's like this yeah. is like I'll take it back to what we were saying earlier with people on like gym I don't know if you know the uh, bodybuilder called Ronnie Coleman it's one of the like top Olympia bodybuilders of all time. Does anyone know his name? Yeah, I know Ronnie Coleman. Yeah, Ronnie nah. Coleman. But yeah, but, 
stuff that he's doing Yeah, either way, he had a crazy amount of muscle and he could lift an insane amount of weight. And he could do like an 800 kilogram squat, uh-huh. but for 15 repetitions. And someone would go, oh man, that's heavy weight. But if he's doing 15 repetitions to him, that's a, a good weight. It's, yeah. not, it's not extreme. If he's doing one yeah. or two reps, he'd go, that's an extreme mm-hmm. weight. But he, for him, he stays all night. And most like bodybuilders, they go, I don't want an injury, so I don't push to extremes. I'm not a power lifter. But their weight will increase. Their ability will adapt to the volume, but they stay in a safe range. And same with him, his extreme activities, for him, may be in a safe range. But he might be doing some that are, they say, if you see him afterwards, and he said, I've had well, to take a week off everything, and I'm really sick, and I'm having blood transfusions and uh, you know, then you go, okay, he's starting to become unhealthy. His life's falling apart. Well, the story overall in common is that he's like, I think he's still alive, uh, but he is, he, he's back. Like the story of him at the end was, yes, he was a great bodybuilder. He was a, bad, he was a really great competitor, but he became, again, the word obsessed so much that he ruined his back. Well, he, he had an injury. He injured his spine. Yeah. Uh, and he carried on bodybuilding and didn't get that problem fixed. And like most people, just like, ah, oh, the body will heal and get on with it. But then carried on doing the regular training. And that's what caused the, you know, it's like if your tire was getting, uh, the rubber's running out on your tire, but you just keep driving the vehicle and goes, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. Eventually it's going to blow. Yeah, precisely. Precisely. That's crazy. And I think that's like, and that's the part of one thing that I'm, I'm always curious about. I'm like, when do we, at what point do we decide, at what point can we figure out when a thing that we're so dedicated to, right? For me, let's just me right now. <clears throat> so I, I have this, so my goal is to get up to 90 kg in body weight and snatch 100 kg, um, clean and jerk 120, right? So I'm a, I do Olympic, I do Olympic weightlifting. Um, that's my goal for until before my birthday, right? But for me to get there, I have to be really dedicated to train at least twice per day on a five-day basis, rest for two days, and do really good recovery and become really, really detailed and really focused until the 3rd of May, right? That's when my birthday is. That's what my goal is. Um, how could my thing that I'm really super dedicated and have so much goal right, that I, I sometimes am going towards a line of obsession that might look like it's obsession to some, how could I be able to deduce and tell myself, yo, yo, let's pull that back because you might be reaching that level of obsession. Like how, mm-hmm. how could I... How could you that? tell... Yeah, how could I tell exactly like that? How you, could you um, tell? Well, the fact, the fact that you've got, a, you've got a plan, to me, it's my understanding, right? The fact that you have a plan, a dedicated time schedule, and going back to what Luke was talking about, right? You, you've got a balance. You've talked about, you know, you've got two times a, a day or a week? A day, I think you said. Two times a day, right? And then, you obviously, two times a day, I'm sure you're not in there for like 12 hours. I'm sure you're there for like maybe two hours each time right? and then you have time to do other things whether it's eating whether it's studying whether it's doing some other things but you have that balance but you, you've got dedication to achieve those goals and you've dedicated time and you put a, a goal in place which is where I stand like you know what this is where the difference between obsession and dedication alright it, it's because you know you, you're dedicated to achieve these goals and you put a plan in place to achieve it 
Um, and one of your goals or one of your, you know, one of your tasks, you know, is to train two times a day. Just like the, uh, the guy that Shuku said before, sorry, Suku said before, you know, you run two times a day. <laughs> you run two times a day because you've got, because you've dedicated a time. So it's not only an obsession. It's, you've got a plan in place and I don't know. That, that's my five cents on that. You, you, and you notice you can feel your body sometimes when you know, okay, I need a little bit more rest. This one really, really, really hit yeah. hard, you, you know, or if you didn't do the recovery part, right? Yeah. Cause you like, as a trainer, you know, you need to dedicate at least 30 minutes of either stretching and recovering and obviously your intake as well. But you know, usually your body, if you're in tune with your body, you know, when you've done too much and you need a bit more rest. Yeah, true. So, Franklin, what I would say is uh, how you'd know it's a it's an obsession or more of an unhealthy obsession is when shit starts like to go wrong because of you training and everything. Let's say um, you don't give yourself enough time to um, recover, or you lift more than like your body can handle, or let's say you are. Like you can't do other stuff because you have to go to the gym. Like you can't hang out with your friends or you can't see your family and all that kind of stuff or work or you like, just cause you, you have to train. That's when it, it starts becoming an unhealthy obsession. But you see like the way you said, like you want to get to a certain level before your birthday. I would say that that's that's a that's an obsession. You training like every day, that's an obsession, a healthy obsession. It's not bad. But once it starts affecting your life and your body and your health, that's when it becomes unhealthy. See, I I would yeah. take it as well. Like you want to look, you've set yourself a goal. And if you're passionate towards that goal, you're constantly taking a measurement. Are you enjoying the activities you do? Do you feel good from doing it? Do you know what I mean? Or is it becoming you're regretting doing it, you're not looking forward to it, and you're just pushing yourself really hard, but you don't, you've lost enjoyment? Then I would say you're starting to become obsessed with your goal. You're obsessed with the achievement. You, do you have you, to do you have to find enjoyment though? Hmm? Like because, if you could choose I'm not, I'm not to saying like that's my premise. Like could you could you let's say you have a bad day at work, right? But you know that to get to where you want to be. You have yeah. to hit that training session, mm. right? You're tired. You're not going to enjoy the training session. But you know, that if I get that goal, I will be super, super happy. Yeah, this, uh, yeah and this you is chasing it. Yeah. You're chasing expectations and you're living in the future Interesting. because you're living for a feeling to come. And then you also get the feeling. If you don't get what you want, you won't feel good because you were expecting this good feeling. And some people get exactly what they want. And there's no feeling attached and they feel terrible because they still was waiting for a feeling. Yet you live now. And if enjoyment was a choice, if you could choose to live with enjoyment in any activity, any circumstance, would you not choose to be in that state? I choose enjoyment every day, any day. Anything could be enjoyment that might not be beneficial in the future, right? There's that saying of... Hmm? No, but you don't think it's permissible. Yeah, but this is like, you know, the term that used to float around where people said YOLO and they say you only live once. And they think this means living in the moment and they make silly, silly decisions that are going to backfire in the future. They're still not taking into account 
a future. They're not making conscious decisions and plans. You still have all your goals, all your ambitions, but while you're on the ride, you enjoy it. You know, like you're driving to go visit your grandparents when you're a child yeah, and you're in the back seat and you're with your brother or sister and you're enjoying the drive. Then you're in enjoyment when you get to your grandparents as well. When we get old, it's like, how long till we're there? Come on, I want to get there. I'm waiting to get that done, feel this way. You know, Can I ask mission. a question then? Could, could we enjoy the pain then? Hold on, hold on. Frank, Frank. Sorry. Frankie, definitely you can't enjoy the pain because I know how it feels. I've been, I'm trying to get back to fitness and I'm, I'm, I'm running five kilometers with the high elevation mask. Well, my question is why can't you enjoy the pain? I feel like you can. Hold on. Shuku, hey, hold you, know, on. you know there are people who enjoy pain. I know, I know there. But bro, my guy, yeah. after my after before I take off that mask, I feel like I'm literally gonna pass out. But once yeah, but no, once no, I no. take it off, I am so happy because you know why? I know I'm gonna get fit very yeah. soon. You know, it's that element that I know once I'm finished, I will feel good and I know what I've worked towards. Do, do you know, do you know, it's funny you say that. Like, for example, when I go to the gym, right, you do a good solid leg session and you walk at the gym, you can feel everything from your butt to your ankle just in pain. Right? That feeling. That's when you know. That's when you know. I, I, I enjoy that feeling because you know you, you've, sm- you've done things. So, so yeah. do you, can you enjoy pain? I love, I enjoy that pain. I would say there's different types of pain. And it's pain. A different. I say you can. I don't think you're enjoying the pain, bro. Yeah, you're enjoying the. <laughs> what you're going to achieve after that pain, but not enjoying it. Enjoyment, yes. I am saying in a nah, because you, you you know what's yeah, coming. Like nobody enjoys pain. Come on, man. It's like why not? Nah, now nah, nah, there's some there's some people. Now nah, Baraka, let me, let me let me digress a bit. Okay, in the there, bedroom. Define the pain in the bedroom. In the bedroom. Okay, oh, here we go. We're going Bro, what? We're going to slow down. We're going to slow down. Let me digress a little bit, you know? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, Derek. If, <laughs> if, you're, if, Derek, you're, making this slow, if you're giving somebody pain, please. You're in the wrong department. Jeez. No, 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 no. Baraka, I've encountered people. No, not people, women. Are they not people? I won't say people because you got. Yes, <laughs> there are people, but when I say people, you know, it's a broad spectrum, back. you know. But uh, women, yes, I've been with some women who enjoy pain. Yes. Did you enjoy it? Like in those. Yes, do you enjoy it? For <laughs> <laughs> me? Fuck no. <laughs> but you've been with women who enjoy that. <laughs> yes. And they so like pain. Yeah, to me, they're, they're unbalanced. Yes. There's an imbalance there. Mm-hmm. It's like being an alcohol. Most of the, yes, most well, of the is, time, is there's always... Is that an imbalance though? Yeah. Why is that an imbalance? Same as if you need alcohol and certain amounts to give you a certain mm-hmm. feeling. You're trying to balance yeah. an internal feeling with an yes. external substance. If someone needs mm-hmm. extreme pain in any form to feel something, they're trying to change the way they feel. So I, they're, I they're using then. things to try and change feelings. Let's, let's stay there then. Let's stay with that. What about people that have uh, multiple open relationships that have to be, you know, have threesomes and whatnot? Is that an imbalance? Would you want that for your daughter? Wait, I, 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 back. Oh. <laughs> oh. That was a bad no. Uh, I think I'm, just saying, I'm just like, let's, like, let's I think about that. Let's, okay. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't want that for my children. Yeah, I wouldn't either, man. Yeah, it gives me discomfort mm. internally. Yeah, I would be like, oh, that just feels to me. It's a feeling. It feels... That that's not better. If the, 
To me, if there no, was see, with another person, see, look, one person, yeah. Look, but see, that's you. For them, they enjoy it. Yeah, but I would be measuring precisely. But I would be measuring their life. Uh. Do they have good relationships with other people? Are they constructive to their community that they surround mm-hmm. themselves in? And are they? Are they? Do they look like they're healthy? You know, mm-hmm. do they sleep? Is their weight reasonable? Not super healthy, not super fat. You know, are they? Are they living a good life? If that's all check, yeah. check, 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 they're not mm-hmm. substance abusing. You know, they, they've got a good uh, social circle that they're not deconstructive to other people's social circles. I'd be like, okay, they're doing good. But I think you'd struggle to find someone in that lifestyle that doesn't that does tick all them boxes. Yeah. Really. But what if what if what if that having a threesome is their coping mechanism for life. Yeah, so I would want to so help then them. So then there's an imbalance. Shuku, Shuku, why quite, are you laughing? Quite, well, quite interesting, you know, isn't it? There's some people so, who actually like um, cope with life through sex. Yeah, and there's some know? people that cope with heroin. Doesn't make it yeah. right. It doesn't, doesn't make, yeah, make it, it doesn't feel make good. It right. So if you're in the position yes, that maybe but, you can give them an insight and find what do you need to cope with? What feeling are you trying to change, and when did mm-hmm. that come into your life? So, so let's. So Derek, to ask you, you would, you find, would you find that mm-hmm. appealing? Uh, what like, do you mean? Is that something you would be you would want to indulge in? <laughs> yes, <laughs> me. I, yes, I would. <laughs> if, if I could get sex on a regular basis every single day. Yes, yeah. 100%. But, you know, of course, there's some days So, would where... you say that you're, obsess- you're obsessed with, with it then? Speak, man, speak. You, if, I, if I'm obsessed with sex? Yes. No, not at this point. <laughs> but you want to have it every day. I, I would rather have it every day. <laughs> Baraka. Yo, let let yo. me ask you this question. Yes, ask me, ask me. How many times a day do you think about sex? I know many times, bro. No, exactly. Because you think about being honest about sex every other day, right? But no, check this out, yeah. What 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 hap- what would happen if whenever you think about sex, you could have sex? Would you not have it? That's that's not what I want. Would you not have it? That's not definitely not. Let me tell you one thing. I cannot yeah. have sexual intercourses with somebody that I'm not in a relationship with. That that's okay, not me. Two different people. Like that's def- I can never. I don't even think about it. Like I don't. I, I do not even get aroused. No. By looking at somebody, if I'm not, you know. Ah, my guy. I'm telling. You're telling me if I take you to the strip club, huh? Wait. Hold, take, and a, and a dancer comes, and okay. you know. Also, also, let's keep it on track, by the guys. Let's not go. <laughs> let's not get over sidetracked. Let's bring it back. Okay. Okay. Let's bring it back. <laughs> that is obsession. We are talking about obsession. <laughs> Can I just add one bit in there on that obsession? So who who was it that mm. we saying is obsessed here with sex? Just so I'm clear. Derek. Derek. So Derek, if, Derek. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say I was obsessed. With sex. <laughs> if you were obsessed with sex, with sex, I just said if I so if if you've I got a sexual bra- sex obsession, yeah. <laughs> like I said, you change that to yeah. sex passion, and if if sex is what you want lots of. Yeah, you'll get no. You get trust me, plenty of sex yes. if you're in a passionate relationship. If you're in a so obsessive relationship, yeah, see, the, see that, see that that's the thing. Sex. I don't want a relationship. You see, look at this guy. He does it. Why he he wants different wait. activities? Yeah, 
there's nothing with there's nothing wrong with being a freelancer, is there, David? No, no there's nothing wrong with it. You just don't get yeah, a consistent yes, work. Yes, there is. It's hard to stay consistent. <laughs> Yeah, no, let's stay here because you, you might pick up something along the way as well. But you know, <laughs> we're gonna close in about ten minutes time. Yeah. I know we like we're we're running out of time. But no, let's stay with this. Like, why don't you want to jump into a relationship? Is that an obsession? Is that because you 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 just that's not your vibe? Is that not your thing? Is that he's no. scared? He's I, I, scared. Let, nah, I'm not. Simple, I'm not. Simple. I'm not scared. Speak. Why I don't want to get into a relationship? I don't trust people. I don't trust people and I also don't trust myself. But you trust me. Ooh. Yeah? Imagine. Do I trust you? Not 100%. Shuku. <laughs> I don't trust anyone 100%. Shuku, you okay? You all right? Shuku, I, I don't even trust my yeah, sister 100%. Up, Anything over 50% is... Ah, sir, you're 49. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I feel like okay, but, but I feel like from from the conversation that we've had, obsession. Mm. Last thought on obsession. Just last thought on what we've concluded. What you guys have put your last thoughts on it. We're gonna start going around the room to finish off because I feel like we've we've talked on a lot of a lot a lot of contexts or concepts on obsession from the sexuality realm, from the masturbation pornography realm, from the obsession in working, from our dependencies, our coping mechanism, and that could be obsessive and how that have a negative connotation to our lives. Also about the balance and how to actually balance our obsession such that our lives could be somewhat better and fruitful. Last thoughts on obsession, last thoughts on what we've talked about before we close to the view that you want to give. Um, let's start with our guest because, look, thank you so much for, for coming through, by the way, man. We've actually added so much value to the conversation. So, look, you can start off with my guy. Okay, no, thank you so much for letting me come on here and speak. I love to come on and connect and share with others. Uh, and that's my passion, not my obsession. Yeah, and like I said, when we're talking about obsessions, to me, it's taking time to measure your obsessions, measure your activities to see which ones might be obsessions, which ones give you an uncomfortable feeling. And like I said, and to measure that by your relationships with others. If you've got goals like to do something, you want to see, have long-term goals. Is one of them to have, like I said, a successful relationship with your loved one, with your parents. Does your short-term goal interfere with that? Is that going to give you what you want overall? And I think it's just always to be conscious of measuring your activities and seeing are you getting enjoyment in your life, not from the activities, but a way of being and how you express with others, like a kid being excited, not like a grumpy old adult. So thank you so much. And that's my last thoughts on Obsession. It's been great chatting to you guys. Legend, man. That's awesome. Derek, do you want to go through with that? What are your thoughts, last thoughts on Obsession? Um, I'd say what I've picked up from um, this is... Obsession is, how do you say it? Is it subjective or is it objective? Like people have different views on it. So what I, what I would deem, yes, subjective. What I would deem as um, obsessive, someone would say like um, what Luke was saying, Luke would say is a passion, you know? And what I would say is a unhealthy obsession. Luke would say that's an obsession. Obsession is bad, you know? Yeah, but that's just what I've picked up from this conversation. Well, that's awesome, my guy. That's that's it. Baraka, do you want to add your last thoughts on it? 
Uh, for me, I would say definitely I learned a lot, you know, obsession. I came to fall in love with Luke's take on life. You know, he's just, he measures, I guess, people's acti- well, activities, you know, wow, lively activities. <laughs> that's, that's not an obsession. <laughs> it's a passion, you know. <laughs> you, so but, yeah, there's passionate about Luke. <laughs> but definitely, you know, it's like, you have to measure. I agree with Luke. You have to measure people's activities, the way they take their lives, how what they are doing makes them feel outside themselves, you know. Because at the end of the day, our environment is what makes us. So if we're in a good environment, then everything else we are doing is all about the good, positive energy, you know. But if we're in a bad environment, we are angry, moody, and feeling bad all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, kudos to Luke, man. I got inspired. Uh, thank you so much, man. Like you say, I'm following all you guys yeah. through here. So if you come on again, but you can find me on like YouTube or I have a podcast as well. Yeah, I want to check out your YouTube channel, man. I already I checked it out. You guys are too late. Yo, I'm following yeah. him on Instagram. I, Shut up. I, I, no one asked I even subscribe. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Let's go. Turn that up so, into a passion and start liking it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Yes. Legendary. Let's go. All right. But yeah, and I just want to, can I just add one thing? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, just what he was saying there, because he was saying about the external environment. My whole thing that I talk about overall on my channel is to master the inner mm. environment, no matter what the external environment is, so that you feel joyful internally, even if chaos hits you. Because that's what's happened in my life. Like, mm. I haven't gone through all my details, but my life's yeah. been nonstop chaos. Craziest things have happened mm. in my environment that uh, could send you in a very bad place. But I had to master how to find enjoyment, even if, like, someone I love is dying in my arms. I have to stay in enjoyment, even if, like, you lose your house yeah. and your work. You stay in enjoyment. Not enjoy how, it, though. You, you lost stay something. in enjoyment. You gotta have a positive outlook on things, man. Things will always get better. You know, you know, you know what's funny. Don't wait for them to get better. Things are good now. No, don't make make them them better. better. Don't obsess. Why not? If if, if you have the opportunity to make them better, why not make Mm -hmm. them better? No, but don't wait. You make it, it naturally will become better because you'll do what you're passionate about and use your unique skill. Yeah, but you're you're keeping yourself ah. in construction internally. You will construct externally, no matter what. Uh-huh. You will come up with goals and ambitions, Ooh. and you will enjoy Bars. the process, the ride, the journey. Bars. My guy, you should write a book. Respect. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a book. I'm writing. Bro. I'm writing ah, a book. Do you? Are <laughs> oh, you in the process? I'm, I'm like, he looks like he's in the process of writing a book. Right hey, hey, look, don't forget to add me as the favorite hot. What? Host, hot, host, hot. Host, yeah. Hot, hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Suku. Yeah. Dedicated to Suku Suku. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you should put that on the introduction. Yeah. <laughs> don't Suku, forget Suku, to put me as the hot. <laughs> So, in that case, Suku, do you want to add a little bit of what you thought about the conversation? What you want to add to the uh, to the last uh, kind of the inclusive statement um, to, the, to, to, to our listeners? I thought you'd never ask, huh? Oh my gosh! <laughs> how huh? how could you put the favorite host number number second last? Imagine. Hey. Imagine you want to be last, last? <laughs> 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 no comment. We'll move on. <laughs> 
Nah, but uh, on a serious note, um, this is something that I actually used to um, do it without um, really noticing it. Like my missus really told me how to to be in check in line with my body, feel everything that's going on. You know, whether if I'm stressed, then I can definitely feel everything that's going around me. And mm. my take was it just, it opened a bit to the things that I've been doing. And I was actually like analyzing which was the thing that I was obsessed with and which was the thing that was healthy. And surprisingly, you know, some of the things were healthy, you know? I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging. Shut up, Chris. I know you're, you're about to say something. But... <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Wow. Oh my, my, my guy is still... My guy is still... <laughs> Kudos to our girl. You can, you can already say... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to attack him or say anything. <laughs> Who doesn't want to get in a relationship? Hey, don't hate me. In better places. Ah, but what better place? Look at his uncle. His, his, my uncle is better than his uncle. Hey, ah, my brother, come on, my guys. brother. Suku continue. Suku continue. No, no. For me, for me, I'm done. I'm done. That's that was my thing. But I just want to also take the time to say thank you, Luke, for for joining. It was nice to hear your input. And, and Derek as well. Uh, uh, who, 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 who knows uh, about who cares about Derek? Uh, Derek doesn't uh, trust uh, us, so we can't know. Yeah, yeah, we can't. <laughs> we can't. We can't. <laughs> I told you, we can't show you that liberty. It's, it's, it's nothing personal. I, 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 this I also can't don't even trust tell myself. You to give us a hundred percent answer. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. I also don't trust myself. I mean, that's another, Derek, that's person. another, that, that's another topic to discuss about, fam. Oh, that's like another whole entire podcast. Do you trust oh, us yeah. to but speak Chris... about it? To speak about what? <laughs> about your trust issues. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> hey, Chris, let's, let's, let's go off with the bang, my guy. Um, what was, final thoughts to the listeners? Um, look, love something, have a passion for something, but don't let whatever it is control your life. And I think that's that's all I got from that from this whole podcast. Mm. I said, you know what? Have a passion about something. Be dedicated to achieving your goals. But whatever whatever that may be, if it's work or whatever, but don't be controlled by your passion. Because sometimes we cross that line of being, you know, passionate about something to the point where we're obsessed. And look, everyone has different views on it, but obsession never sounds good. You know, never like you can, you can put it however you want to put it, but when you say you're obsessed with something, it's never a you know a healthy look. So let's be in control. Let's not be controlled. Bravo, bravo. Boom. That one is no, no, it doesn't. No, that's, it doesn't. That's it, yo. Hey, yo, I ain't got, I, I'm not gonna toot my own horn, but for the first episode of season three, okay, your boy okay. Franklin All came right. through, son. Came right, through. Let's, let's chill. Let's be this humble. is the longest podcast that we've had, like two hours in, and we weren't coming strong, uh, sir. Only because, I mean, only because we can give we him had... clicks, clicks, clicks. Yeah. Give, him, give, give clicks. me some clicks. Yes. Anyway, yes. yo, I, I, lads, I, thank you so much mm-hmm. for having. For, for coming through and conversing, man. This has been so dope. Again, Luke, Derek, my guys, you guys have added, added so much. <laughs> Thank you for having Shuku, us. Shuku, shut up. Shuk- um, Shuku, shut up. Shuku, how's like, your environment surrounding you? Are you all right? It's, 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 it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure being being one of your, uh, being the host for this one. So, um, Luke, if you are around, bro, jump on again. Um, Derek, if you're around, bro, always happy uh, to have we'll you, jump. my G. So, uh, keep oh, an eye out, man. Easy, my guy. That's us. Much love. Bye.